Welcome back everybody, this is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today we've got another gun gripe episode for you. This one's a doozy. I hope you buckle in and get ready. Emotions are going to be flaring. Temper tempers will be high and as we can blood see we have a pressure. blood pressure gauge. We're going to test our blood pressure after this video and see how fired up we get. Well we should have tested it beforehand so we have a little control. We're going to we're going to be talking about Trump's bump stock ban and guys oh, uh, God. There, there's some information we want to put out. Uh, this sort of happened let's just say over break over the holidays. Uh, this was introduced on the 19th of December. You know they have this strange sort of uh, way of sweeping this stuff under the rug during the holidays. You ever notice that? Anytime you get some anti-gun legislation, it's like they want to do it during the holidays so that you don't have time to do anything about it. You can't react to it. And you, you get to hanging out with the family, drinking some eggnog, get full of turkey and ham and other delicious food. And you get all fat and you sit on the, on the sofa and you go, you know what? I don't even want to think about that bump stock ban right now. So they know what they're doing. They do it on purpose because they know that maybe over the course of the holidays you might forget about it and it won't be an issue for you anymore. It, it, it gives you some time to cool down. It's a real crooked way of doing things. Mm -hmm. um, you guys have probably seen the meltdown that's been happening on social media. Uh, you know, a lot of us have been giving the NRA a hard time. And, and guys, guys, they deserve it, okay? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been really, really crappy. It's not been fun. Some of you have been privy to some of the <sighs> meme-filled conversations that have occurred, among other things. And some people have been, the little feelings hurt, but it is what it is. Uh, the GOA as well as the FPC have stepped up and already uh, submitted their own formal lawsuits uh, against the bump stock ban. Uh, so that's really awesome. It's good to see the GOA and FPC standing up against this thing. Um, what about the NRA? The NRA has been pretty pretty dark. Oh, they didn't submit anything. Right. They actually support the measure. So, you know, early on, uh, despite numerous numerous times that they've tried to refute the clear evidence you know chris cox put out a statement where he basically says right there that they support another look at the bump stock ban and and they support the bump stock ban and they've not uh, put up anything that says that they refute that idea at all and mm -hmm. and if you ask them a direct question if you go on social media they ban you mm -hmm. they don't want to hear it well or they disable comments guess what changing your number <laughs> doesn't mean the bill collector is not still coming after you look if you take money, all right, from people to provide a service, in this case, you're trying to be protecting the Second Amendment, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to, to fight these things, you're trying to be that strong arm that people are looking to you to be, and you don't do that, and people call you out on it, running away from the problem, or skating around, or giving some political politician response, doesn't change the fact that you know you're in the wrong. And that's kind of where we're at on that. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about that in a future video. And guys, we hate to be harsh because division is the last thing that we collectively need in this situation. We need for people to come together. We've actually seen the community come together in a really big way, supporting the GOA and supporting the FPC and filing their lawsuits immediately uh, to oppose the ATF and their decision with this bump stock ban. So, it's it's quite ridiculous. I mean, you have you you have the president, okay? He's one part of the 
the the big circle, okay, that is the uh, you know branches of government. You know, you've got the I feel executive, a social studies lesson coming. You've on. got the executive branch, which is the president. You have the judicial branch, which is the Supreme Court and the court systems, and then you have the uh, uh, let's see, executive, judicial, and I forgot what the third one is. I just had a brain fart. But you have three: Congress. Okay, so that's your three ones. <laughs> your three. <laughs> <laughs> the trifecta. <laughs> what is it? I really had a brain fart. I know, me why, too. Why is it when we're trying to film these videos after break, we got to get our brains back together? I know, together, we, we have to get our brains back in order here. The legislative branch. <laughs> Duh. Duh. God almighty. Yes. I can't get my brain working Legislative, today. executive, and judicial. I had two right. But anyways, all right, so you have those three, three branches of the government. Three corners of a very, very crooked yeah, triangle. Yeah. <laughs> you have those three branches of government which have a checks and balance system, okay? So... One can't just do whatever it wants to do without being checked and balanced by the other two branches. That's how it's supposed to work. That's how it's supposed to work. But the president is using executive powers, which presidents in the past have used executive powers to, you know, put laws into into the works, you know, for a number of years. But Trump put out an executive order about bump stocks, and he directed the DOJ and the ATF to basically rewrite the definition of a machine gun to include bump stocks. So we've talked about it before. It sets a very dangerous precedence when you can say, okay, well, a single function of the trigger uh, is not now a single function of the trigger. How does that work? Okay, well, all right, well, it makes bump stocks machine guns. But then down the line, who's to say that they can't just say, okay, well, now all semi-automatics are machine guns. That's incredulous. A semi-automatic is not a machine gun. It requires a squeeze of the trigger to fire one shot. It uh, requires the... Uh, release of the trigger and then squeezing the trigger again to fire the next shot. It is not a machine gun. There is no definition that you can put on a piece of paper that will change physics and the way that a mechanical device operates. There's a couple Are of scary things to consider. Ah. One is, is the presidents they're setting by saying, hey, we don't like this, we're just going to write it out and you can't do anything about it and screw the system. Screw the <clears throat> checks and balances, screw everything, we're just going to do it the way we want. That's scary because then that can also apply to anything they want. What if they one day say, you know what, we don't like you having an AR, we don't like the fact that, it, that it's a semi-automatic, and oh, and by the way, we're just going to arbitrarily just say that an AR is a machine gun because we want it to be, and because reasons, and because your feelings, whatever, screw you. That is a very upsetting thing, and, and you also look at what the ATF done. That's sort of related to this in a way. They also made an announcement saying that they're no longer going to give classification letters with well, they're no on, on accessory classifications. They're never. They're no longer going to give. Uh, they're no no longer going to give the letters on accessories that are not attached to the host firearm in question. You can't right. just send a, an accessory to them like a brace or a newly designed brace or some They're other trying to have product. this sort of plausible deniability. They're trying to say, oh, well, <clears throat> we didn't know that it worked like that. And, oh, if it would have been sent as an entire sample, we would have saw its, its extremely deadly rate of fire they and, may, and all of this. They may have Come realized on. the error of their ways. There's no telling. But. It, yeah, but... How many times were letters submitted, opinion letters on, on bump stocks, like 10 different times where they've said you yes? You can't change the mechanical function of the device. Right. I mean, back in the day, there was the Atkins accelerator, okay, for like the 1022, and it had a spring in it. The spring is what made it a machine gun, okay? The bump stocks of today do not have any spring mechanism. You are the spring. So therefore, the entire system is now a machine gun. Correct. 
Alright, so we're going to move on just a little bit. Um, I do, I have to brag on a couple of people. Alright. Okay. Brag away. Just a little bit. Brag just a little away. bit. Alright, we're going to get into the GOA's lawsuit just a little mm -hmm. bit and discuss, you know, we are avid supporters of the GOA. We also support the FPC. Mm -hmm. I donate to both these guys. They're mm -hmm. wonderful people. Eric Pratt is a great human being. I, I enjoy every conversation I get to have with him. Mm -hmm. And um, we have a very good relationship, and I really, I think he's a patriot, I think he's a good guy, and I feel like GOA is doing a great job of fighting hard for our rights, and they're wonderful people. I do have to brag on a few people, and real quick, I, I got up this morning, and, and this is completely off subject, but I want to just t tell a quick thank you to Roxana from South Carolina, placed a $1,200 merch order with us. Bought twelve hundred bucks worth of stuff. We thought it was fraud. We we thought <laughs> like, I thought it was I thought it was fraudulent. <laughs> I called her up and I was like, "Hey, uh, did you mean to do this? Did somebody steal your car?" She's like, "Oh no, I'm giving it to all my employees and stuff." So, thank you, Roxana, for the support. Absolutely. And very quickly, thank you guys so much who support us on Patreon, who support us through you know purchasing T-shirts or merch on the <clears> website, <throat> man cans, any of the things that we offer. Those funds go right back into helping us put together these things for you guys. Thank you, Roxana. Just want to tell you thank you very quickly. That That's crazy. I cannot believe you, you did that. <laughs> All right, and I also have to brag, it, and it's hard to brag on Tim because Tim is such a good friend of mine. We're talking about Tim from Military Arms Channel. I, I have to just to quickly brag on Tim because Tim is actually a plaintiff mm -hmm. on the bump stock lawsuit. So Tim is putting his money where his mouth is, and he is passionate about the bump stock issue, as we all are, but he is putting his foot forward and he is taking the fight to them directly, to the ATF. So Tim is in the full brunt of this thing, along with the GOA's own Rachel Malone, is also a plaintiff on the bump stock. Maloney? Maloney, Malone? Malone. Malone. Mm. Sorry, Rachel, Rachel, if I mispronounce your name, but thank you, Rachel, as well. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there mm. And, and do that. Uh, you know, I didn't know that that was such a thing and that, you know, that was going on. I didn't really know till it was announced that it was happening. You know, Tim and I didn't talk about it. Uh, there were some kind of inklings to it. We sort of beat around the bush when we were talking a bit, but I didn't know it was going to be that kind of out front there. So uh, definitely big thanks to Tim for, you know, just really being out there and putting himself out there in that way. And we try our best to discuss these things and put these things out there and explain these things to you as best we can. Uh, I'd like to think that we all fight in our own little way, but I definitely want to give a special thanks to Tim because it takes a lot of courage to do that, guys. You know, When you're a public figure, when you're out there and doing your thing, uh, you're under a lot of scrutiny, mm -hmm. right? I mean, look at all the scrutiny that Dana is under mm -hmm. and Colin Orr, and, and look at all of the just constant memes they've been getting bombarded with. And... You know, I get it. You're a public figure, and you end up getting these things, you know, happen, and you have to deal with the ramifications, the consequences mm -hmm. of your actions, of who you support. Yep. And you know, Colin or and I are, are friends, and I, I consider him a friend, but I still have a tough stance on the NRA, and I'm not going to accept anything less than zero compromise on the Second Amendment. And I feel that the NRA is not that organization, that they're not doing that, that they're playing games, they're playing hockey, they're playing crooked games with your rights. And until I see proof otherwise, to, to me, they're just an overglorified lifestyle brand at this point. Yep. Well, we called out the NRA Sorry. a while back. Sorry. 
We, we called them out a while back to redact their statements and everything about this bump stock deal when it first started up. Right. You know, and it's just been a giant mess, and everybody complains about all the divisiveness in the gun community now over the issue. But the problem is, you know, <laughs> you've got real gun owners, and then you've got FUDs. We've talked about this before, too. But the thing is, a FUD doesn't care about the things that you might care about as a gun owner. If you own ARs and SCARs and high-capacity magazines... All this kind of stuff, all right? They don't care about that because it doesn't affect them. So what's a bump stock to them? It's right. nothing. But the thing is, they should care about it because we talk about it all the time. It's chipped, your rights are chipped away just a little bit at a time. They're taken away a little bit at a time. Okay, bump stock ban. Okay, then a semi-auto ban. And then, oh, they're coming after your lever guns. Oh, because they're too fast. Oh, then they're coming after your bolt actions because they're sniper rifles. And then, oh, oh shotgun's got to go because, oh, they're too powerful. You can shoot too many different things out of them, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when it starts affecting them. But by, by that time, it's too late. So if you want to say that the gun community is divided, yeah, sure it is. But who's dividing it? It's not us. It's not gun owners who really want to fight for our rights and really respect the Second Amendment for what it is and don't care what you want to own Okay, doesn't matter what kind of gun owner you are, we support you. But the other side of the table doesn't support us. So who, who's causing the problem here? It's, it's a series of events that can be proven and, and, and tracked. It's a track oh, record. It's not, it's not just making it up like it's the boogeyman in the closet. It's a proven track record <laughs> of a series of paper cuts that have started from a long time ago. I mean, we have, we have NICs because of the NRA. We have... You know, the 34 gun, you know, all the Gun Control Act, and we have GCA, the 86 ban and all everything. that crap because of the NRA. And then mm. what is the NRA pushing now? They're pushing red flag laws. They're pushing bump stock bans. What's next? You've got, I mean, you can't <sighs> refute the fact that that is a fact. Like, that they are doing that is a fact. That they are pushing those things is a fact. Common sense gun laws. No. No way. So it's... <sighs> It's treacherous, and it, it's troubling to me that these people blindly want to support the NRA because they feel like, if they don't, that they're un-American or that, oh, well, everybody has an NRA sticker. See, it's just turned into this lifestyle brand. Oh, well, oh, Bobby's got the NRA sticker on his truck, so he's <laughs> doing something. And I get it. Like, you, you, feel like, you feel like you're a part of something bigger mm. than you, and you feel like they're fighting for you, but they're really not, and that's... The thing that's so bad about it, I mean, you look at what, you know, GOA is doing and everything. Eric and the guys over there are doing a great job. I'm proud of Eric Pratt and the work that they've done. They've done some noble work. And they have a much smaller budget and much smaller amount of money that they make than the NRA. But mm -hmm. they make those dollars count and they, they fight with them and they make mm -hmm. them count. So Hey, uh, speaking of making those dollars count, I want to give a special shout out to you. I just remembered seeing it over the yeah. break. but. Uh, I know there's probably other companies that did it, but two guys that are pretty close to us, all right, Blue Alpha Gear and Coltac, they canceled their NRA booths and they donated that money directly into the fight. So that money that they were going to spend, you know, well over $1,000 on a booth at NRA, they put it right into these lawsuits and they really put their money where their mouth is and uh, they're not going to support the NRA. They're not going to go to the show, even though it, it usually, you know, provides a, a good income for those guys. You know, they're really putting their money where their mouth is. And there's many other people that, you know, donated a week's worth of income off of their web stores and stuff like that directly to the Firearms Policy Coalition. I don't so, recall the Instagram page off the top of my head. You'll have to put it in a notation or put it down in the description box. But one guy 
donated like two weeks worth of a t-shirt. Yeah, earnings. non. It was oh man, I can't remember that guy's page, but it's an apparel he's, shop. He's a meme. I'll, he's a meme. Yeah, page, I'll, yeah, I'll track him down. He's but. such a goofy. Well, <laughs> anyway, but people, yeah. are, you <laughs> he's got, a good guy though. These are true Second Amendment advocates who are doing this. You know, people are putting their money where their mouth is. I mean, we've Seriously. donated money. I mean, and, uh, it, yeah. it's just it's a it's a scary state of affairs. Like we said early on, I mean, this just sets a very dangerous precedent for the future. And, um, you know, these lawsuits are, they're going to be in the works for a good long while, and it's going to take a while to go through the court systems and everything, but, um, you know, this is illegal, and it's unconstitutional, and that's, it's just a blatant violation of the laws. Even Feinstein, Diane Feinstein, even warned herself, she's not dumb, okay? She even warned herself that Trump was dumb to do it the way that he did it, and that they should have never gone the route they did. They should have done it through Congress, which... That's how it should have been done. It's done through Congress, just like you know any other law is supposed to get passed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she knew that this would get tied up in court for years, and you know she she immediately redacted the idea of having the ATF just go to <clears throat> bat on this like they did instead of going through the court system. Mm-hmm. So she immediately you know pushed GOA in a corner as being the people that you know mm-hmm. put this on. I also joined uh, over over Christmas break. I joined FPC. Um, I made as much of a donation as I could afford to. I am a monthly contributing member to FPC now. Uh, FPC is a great group of guys. The Firearms Policy Coalition. Okay, um, they actually do a pretty good bit of litigation type stuff when it comes to suing folks' to socks off uh, related to this stuff. So if you go they over to their, uh, you go over to the website <laughs> and click the Take Action button. Or the, uh, I believe it's like court cases. I forget mm. what the exact uh, website says, but if you click it, it'll show like an entire list of all the things that they've that they've done in terms of taking folks to court and challenging things in court. So FPC is really really hardcore on doing that. I would uh, suggest supporting them. Uh, you guys want a good group of guys to support? GOA and FPC are the two top dogs in my book. Um, they're great. Okay. Nine millimeter SMG. Nine mm SMG is that guy's page. He's a little goofy, in a good way. <laughs> he always posts those silly memes. Um, but guys, that's kind of where we're at on the bump stock ban. And in case we didn't mention, guys, obviously yes, we totally disagree with the idea because it sets a dangerous precedent, and it's uh, it, it's 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 troubling. It's an abuse of power. It's an abuse it of power, and uh, anytime. You know, it's bad that, that an abuse of power takes place for any reason, but it's especially bad when it's to take away your Second Amendment rights. And you, look, guys, we cannot back down on the Second Amendment. We have to fight this thing tooth and nail at every turn. You cannot give them an inch. They will take a mile, and it'll take miles and miles and miles of suffering to get that inch back if you ever get it back. Once that right is gone, it's not coming back, guys. We cannot allow them to erode our rights away. And I know I'm preaching the choir. I know we say this all the time, but we cannot give these folks a chance to destroy us from within because they are. The NRA keeps talking about the enemy within, the enemy within. And they're referring to people like Adam Kraut, mm. me, Tim, mm. guys that uh, like us that have been vocal against their shenanigans and their bullcrap. But really, I think they ought to take a pretty strong look in the mirror. We'll see who the enemy within really is. Enemies, foreign, and domestic. And at this point, I can't even consider them a real lobbying group. I would almost even say like Ponzi scheme, like a fake pyramid Ponzi. I don't know what you call it, but 
is not legit. Mm-mm. At this point, it's safe to say that they're not doing what they say they're going to do. They're, they're going the opposite direction of what they say they're going to do. And you look at all mm-hmm. of the stuff that happened back in... I mean, what, when was the last like major screwery? 86, would you consider that to be the... the I don't know. Or Nick's. When, well, when did Nick's come in? Nick's, Nick's and like the assault weapons ban, you know, in the early 90s. Okay. I mean. So you look at that. I mean, back then, social media wasn't as big of a, let's just say, an empire in terms of regular guys like us having a, a voice and having a way to put ourselves out there in front of people. You didn't have that. So there wasn't that camaraderie that pro- probably exists now that didn't exist back then. So, yeah, of course they had all this anti-gun crap shoved down their throat, and people were spoon-fed these ideas and believed these ideas and and accepted them because, oh, well, the NRA says we should do it, so we should do it. We have to get out of this regimen of simply accepting what the NRA wants to do just because they're the NRA. That That's not a relevant excuse anymore. That's not good enough anymore. It, you, you can't just put some letters on a hat or a shirt or a badge and expect somebody to just respect you or give you the world when you're not doing anything in return. You have to see results. Otherwise, what are we doing? What have we been doing all these years? We had two years of a pro-gun, supposedly pro-gun, House, Senate, presidency. Why didn't we get you know all this national carry and, and all the HPA and all this stuff passed? Again, why aren't we sitting on all this pro-gun legislation that we fought so hard tooth and nail to get introduced, and it just sat there. Lame duck. I'm going to check my oh, no, blood pressure. We got, a, we got a lame duck session right now because you know, you've got divided Congress, and now is the time when Nancy Pelosi and, and all of them are going to be introducing all their anti-gun stuff in the, uh, in the House here, and then gun owners are going to come out in droves, all the FUDs, and everybody going to come out, oh, we've got to fight for our rights, yep. blah, blah, blah. And the NRA is going to be like, money this, money, 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 and, money, and they orchestrated and it. You got to think, okay? Eric said, "All right, now we've got this this empire of social media, okay? Information travels. I'm gonna go very dark fast. for a minute here. Information travels extremely fast these days, albeit most of it is good information. There is some bad information out there. <laughs> I want to see what it is. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, <laughs> you know." The NRA has to fight all the folks like us that are calling them out, and they have to defend themselves. And the way they do that is blocking people, like we said earlier, turning off comments on their page. It was so funny, like over break, you know, they they announced this new partnership with Cordova Coolers, and they were getting hammered. I don't know if you guys <laughs> remember the previous video where I mentioned going over. Oh, to I'm the- dying. <laughs> <laughs> 164 over 118. I'm out of here. What? I'm out of here. So. You might as well just dig the grave now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it gets my blood pressure going. But look, you know, these people were getting just hammered, and reading the comment section over there was almost better than reading the ATF's Instagram page. Right. You know, it was almost better. It's like, get your popcorn out and go over there and read that post. But, you know, they don't like the information travel so fast. They don't like right. people like us that will call them out on their bullcrap. I they're mean, not. They're, they're not, not used dumb. to that. They're they're not but, used to people standing up to their bullcrap <clears> and <throat> people to band together and disagree. Back, and, and it's it's totally okay. Social media provides that. Oh, of course it does. That that outlet. Back for in us. the day, though, 
You didn't have that. You know, I mean, God, I remember getting on like AOL in the mid-90s and it was like, oh, 56K. I was like, oh my God, information is traveling so fast. No, people were still getting all the crap, you know, in their NRA publications and all this mess about all right. the legislation that was going on that was anti-gun. Oh, you need your support. Oh, pull your little mailer out and fold up your money in your envelope and send it off to us and we'll fight for your rights. And then they read about it in the next couple of months, you know, in an article. Well, guess what? Those things are edited. They have editors breathing in our necks. We don't. The fact, the fact that people like us are acknowledged as the enemy within lets you know that what we're doing is working. And the last thing, again, I'll just leave Man. you guys with this thought. And we're going to let you guys get back to your Absolutely. day because I know this has been a long video. But there's a lot of things we wanted to air out you know, after Christmas break here. But I'll leave you guys with uh, sort of this thought. The last thing we want to do really is cause you know, any type of division within the, mm -hmm. the gun world. We don't want division. But... However, if someone is not doing their job, they're not doing the right thing, and they're not honoring our beliefs, then those folks need to be dealt with, they need to be called out, and they need to be accounted for so we can choose not to do business with those people. You vote with your dollar. You vote with your boots. But if you don't like what they're doing, don't support them, and they'll go away, and that'll be the end of it. And people like GOA and FPC are the new face of advocacy for the gun world because they actually do something. There's a proven track record of positive things. You know, I actually spoke with GOA this morning before we cut this video, and they said, Eric, we're not stopping until every unconstitutional gun law, every gun law, period, is off the books and we wipe it clean. And if that means we fight for 30 years, then we fight for 30 years. And that's what I want to hear. Zero compromise on the Second Amendment. That is all I will accept. There is no compromise when it comes to my rights. Well, like we said before, compromise means both parties benefit, but we never we never get anything with these anti-gun laws. But I have a question for you, and just kind of leave us at that. But sure, if if back when the NRA started all the you know when when Wayne and Chris okay this is Wayne and Chris's fault all right when they announced their stance or the NRA's stance on bump stocks. Okay. Do you think that if they would have held off on that and just said, you know what, I don't think that's probably a smart idea, you think that we would be in the situation that we're in now? Yeah. Well, the NRA, you know, endorsed Trump. I mean, but... So how do you know that they didn't call in a buddy-buddy favor? There ain't no telling, man. But, you know, it just makes me think, like, if they would have just sat back and, and listened to folks that were trying to advise them against their actions that they took... Would we be seeing, you know, uh, a, a piece of legislation that came up to try to ban them that would have been hammered down, or would we still be in the same situation that we're in right now? And my question will always remain as well. And I'll add another question to, to Chad's question, and it's hypothetical. I'm not going to answer his question. You are. This is this is mind food for you. But my question is, why do we not have these pro-gun legislation passed that we? fought so hard to get put on the docket and get in. Why don't we have national carry? Why don't we have uh, HPA passed? Why? Complacency. Complacency. Because they never intended to pass it. They ne that it was never their intention to do anything with that. that all, all they did was put something in just to, to make their members feel good, that they felt like they were doing something. They had no intention of carrying out that at all. That That's why. So, some food for thought, guys. Thank you so much for watching today's video. We're trying to keep a level head here, guys. I try to look at the facts, and I try to look at things with an open mind and an open heart. 
But the bottom line is many of us in the gun world are very passionate about our rights. We're passionate about taking care of our families and uh, promoting uh, and being advocates for the Second Amendment. You know, we live and breathe the Second Amendment. We are gun people 24-7, not when it's convenient to be when people got their pocketbooks out. So I'll just leave you guys with that. Thank you very much. Uh, have yourselves a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for watching our videos and supporting our efforts. You're awesome. And again, thank you, Roxana. You're awesome. Have yourselves a great day. We'll see you next time. See you guys.